pretty face by Alicia. Sumaya and I met February 19, 2009 in the Islamic month of Rabi'ul Awal at the residence of Muhammad Justiniyah in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. A private gathering held in honor of the Most Beloved, better known as Mawlid al-Nabi, the birth celebration of the Prophet Muhammad, was where Noon and I, aka Zulaikha, were invited to perform poetry and music to a young and thirsty crowd of seekers. February 19th also coincided with my spiritual anniversary, where I was officially initiated into the path of love by a spiritual master. Furthermore, the sum total of the co-host Omar Shaban's phone number totaled 19. According to Islamic numerology, the number 19 is considered a mystical number with hidden and apparent secrets. 19 represents the total letters in Bismillah, all that we begin with, by the one who is denoted by the name Allah, who created my being with his name in accord with the meaning of the letter B or Ba, the most benevolent and merciful. During the auspicious evening performance, requests came in to recite themed poetry, including a request from a lady clad in white with the same name as my daughter. She enthusiastically requested Zulecha to recite poetry in praise of Ahlul Bayt, the family of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him and his family. Out of curiosity, I looked up to see her and found ourselves exchanging glances through an unconscious, intensely piercing, staring session. The subtle yet powerful exchange of glances carried on throughout the evening, perhaps unknowingly, perhaps on purpose. A feeling of affinity, I felt seen and known. I felt I knew the one who gazed at me so intently February 19th was an unforgettable, magical evening spent with wonderful souls, present witnessing unveilings through poetry about concepts and traditions, which remain deeply embedded in the soil of Hijaz. The likes of Ahmed Ngawi heard my poetry in praise of his father, Salim Ngawi. Also, in presence, the well-known Saudi artist Sara al-Abdali and a well-respected personality who I considered to be a wisdom teacher in Hijaz, Dr. Ghazi bin Zagar, were present. Introduced to the lady in white, I came to know her name, Sumaya Amba. You are the healer I am looking for declared Sumaya. Like old friends, 
my unapologetic response to Sumaya, the only way to survive is to drink and be in love. We shared a hearty laugh and with uncontested agreement and exchanged numbers. Our connection carried on and off for the next four years. Like all rivers, I was a means to connect her to the ocean she was seeking. During that period, Sumaya and I were in spiritual exile for exactly one year. There was no permission to communicate with one another. Her trips to our aqua-eyed sensei occurred during this period of illusory silence. She was being prepared for the actualization of Moazes, the honored one. The symbolic names Moazes and Maryam were granted to Sumaya on two separate visits to her sensei. Our curfew period ended prior to my birthday, February 25th. There were blocks that needed clearing, lessons to learn, healing to take place, and until so, neither of us were permitted to meet. Sayyidah Sumaya Amba was fortunate to be invited into the presence of our sensei on more than one occasion in order to receive the Muhammadan lights directly through the grace and gaze of the spiritual master and in turn refract the same through her being. This is what we refer to as light work. Like a prism, we refract light acting as a medium. 2012 was the year Sumaya performed the Hajj pilgrimage accompanying the famed mystic and guide Sayyid Hisham Kabani, a world-renowned Sunni scholar who hails from the family of the Prophet, peace and blessings upon him and his family. A grandmaster of spiritual sciences and his entourage of global dervish disciples. The Hajj when performed with the spiritual master, with the master of grace, is an entirely different experience altogether. During the Hajj journey, Sayyidah Sumaya received ijazah or permission from Sheikh Hisham to conduct litany, where she would carry out weekly learning and chant circles with a handful of seekers. Being an active witness to Sumaya's intimate journey during the last phase of her life, I had both the privilege and privy to an array of sentiment and spiritual unveilings that we discussed together. From dreams to emails, outlining work, plans, visions, and everything in between. Based on work that was related to dreams, Sumaya and I clearly knew there was some work we had to do, soul work, a calling where both of us had to fuse in order to birth something. Her noteworthy artworks graced the walls of her tasteful home with a rich selection of artsy interiors, while my poetic outpourings which resulted from spiritual experiences and crossing paths with select souls, were fermenting in wine cellars. 
<clears throat> Moreover, a substantial amount of my poetry was a byproduct of the Sh Rumi Shum's phenomena. These poems remained veiled and in incubation for a majority of their lifespan and were occasionally shared via Nun and Zuleikha publications and performances in private gatherings. A tiny portion of these poems are being shared in this publication. These were my earlier compositions. To date, my style and taste has intensified and delves further into the varying facets in the path of love. Shall we marry the art and poetry is the question we posed to one another. Indeed, was our mutual response. The calling took shape in my eternal exchange with Sumaya and became further clear through dreams which are preserved till today. We decided to seek blessings from our sensei and proceed with our project. Green lights paved our path. Both Sumaya and I prepared for the marriage. Sumaya initiated our meeting by suggesting I drop by her place to decide on pairing our work and meeting Wajdan, her visiting niece from London. Smoother than silk, the process of matchmaking couldn't have been easier. Among us, a witness was present, Dr. Wajdan and her infant daughter, Layan. Meeting Wajdan was a delight and discussing our project with her exposed our well-guarded secret to a new recipient, a witness, one who saw and felt what was necessary and would inherit from her aunt an unanticipated trust. How fortunate we were to pair all 21 works of art with 21 select poems in one sitting. After this meeting, Sumaya and I followed up on our project by email where she shared all her artworks now preserved through this publication. We must empty ourselves in order to receive which then was emptied and ripened in order to receive this trust, which then played the role of a shahid, the divine attribute for the witness. A sudden U-turn took place after this meeting in Sumaya's schedule. With work, travel, and frequent migraines, Sumaya's schedule got busier and her frequent business travels to Dubai and Riyadh left little room for further related meetings. We continued to exchange ideas for our project through email and phone conversations. Wisdom knew better and redirected us in order to work to our advantage. Everything discussed was documented through our emails. Our vision remained transparent. Our vision remains transparent for all to see and join in the congregation 
no act of witnessing, which then the witness was chosen to respond to the call, Labbaik. Sumaya's mantra, pray for my headaches, ya madam. Sumaya and I would call one another by madam. Our insider sarcastic humor was lethal. Our inability to stay sober over a meal in the company of decent folk too was a challenge. Making eye contact over randomness and slips of the tongue resulted in sudden outbursts of laughter cloaked in cough-like symptoms. We laughed a lot, rarely ever cried and dreamed like visionaries. Sumaya was a soul family member, a soulmate. Laughter and vocal resonance are some of the wonders of soul family relationships. Today, when I wish to hear Sumaya, I make it a point to call her niece Reem Amba, who seemed to have inherited her voice box. In longing expression of her deceased parents, Sumaya requested to meet with my parents and desired to kiss my mother, who hails from the house of Jilani. I would like to invite your family and parents to fish after Friday prayers. It is our custom to eat fish on Friday, and I never cook on Fridays, were the words of Sumaya. My parents were on a visit from abroad and gladly accepted the invitation. During the meal, we heard Sumaya's family history, narrated and untold stories discussed. What an excellent memory she had. She hailed from the house of Hashem. Hashemites are direct descendants of the Prophet Muhammad. Peace and blessings be upon him and his family through his biological daughter, Lady Fatima. With a history of familial intellectual contribution to the mosaic fabric of Saudi Arabia, Sumaya Amba had an inherent genetic code program, both intellectual and spiritual, to act as a positive change agent in society. Our soul contract resulted in a promise that would never go sour. Our promise to publish in the name of love from the Hijaz was not an earthly pact, but rather a heavenly contract. We both signed in the world of souls. The same afternoon, Madame brought out a silver ring. This carmelian stone and silver ring was a ring our sensei master owned and had gifted to Sumaya on one of her trips to Turkish Cyprus. Alicia, I want you to wear it, she said. Are you sure? As I may just forget to return it to its rightful owner, was my response. We laughed as I placed the ring on my finger. Before leaving that afternoon, I handed the blessed ring back to Sumaya with utmost care. In lieu of this ring, Sumaya gifted me with another 
this time for keeps. This ring had the Arabic name of God, Allah, on it. The significance of the name Allah written on this ring dawned on me only after Sumaya's journey home. Days later, I asked if she would like to join us on a trip to Medina. I am coming and will be there, was her reassuring reply. Her yearning for Medina increased as the days passed and she continued to speak of her visit to Medina as if a dream had foretold her visit. On a business trip to Riyadh, Sumaya complained about severe headaches and sought prayers once again. Perhaps those who knew her well were also aware of her recurring migraines. Tragically, the same day she was to return to Jeddah was the same day she fell unconscious in her hotel suite. With none aware of the occurrence, Sumaya laid unconsciously for two days in her suite in a coma for approximately two weeks at length before being discovered and admitted to the ICU unit of the hospital in Riyadh. Sumaya remained in a coma for approximately two weeks with her sister and a close niece, TJ Thahreed, at her bedside during the episode. All medical updates regarding Sumaya were generously relayed through TJ. TJ prepared us for the worst and gave us hope for the best. In any case, only the best was happening as worst exists not in a seeker's vocabulary. During this phase, a few of us organized a global healing event where hundreds joined in sending healing and love for Sumaya. With my flight booked, the Noon and Zuleikha duo flew into Riyadh to see their beloved friend and companion on the path of love. The moment we landed, her gentle soul left this realm, yet I knew not. Arriving into her presence, I noticed a white sheet fully covering her body and impatiently inquired. The nurse compassionately shared the news of our friend, saying, Madame, Sumaya left us exactly 40 minutes ago, marking our exact flight arrival time. Our respect and love poured out with tears of dismay for the noble Saida Sumaya who so considerately waited to depart till our arrival, making it perhaps easier for both Noon and I, whilst giving us the honor to be the first to visit her in flesh after her passing. How gracious to save us from the pain of witnessing temporary departure. The machines and monitors surrounding Sumaya had numbers 
these numbers my birthday. Her phone number camouflaged my birthday as well. Our tears of bereavement transmuted to tears of joy and prayers of gratitude. Sumaya returned back to her Lord on April 27, 2013. Her resting place was destined near Sayyidah Khadija, the, life, the, the wife of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, in the hallowed Meccan cemetery, Al-Mu'alla. In memory of this venerable spirit of Hijaz, to date, over 20 libraries around the world exist in her name and continue to mushroom. Furthermore, a global movement of women connecting to great female personalities of Ahlul Bayt interlock with Sumayya Amba's name. In our promise, Oath of Loyalty, Wajdan and I present this publication as an offering of love to a beautiful spirit whose presence lives among us. The images presented in this publication are the original images sent to me from Sumaya. After multiple pleas for the original art, which yielded plain smiles, raised brows, and no action. Both Wajdan and I decided to work with all that we, all that we did have and simply carry out the trust. Hence, we present to you soul work beyond the veil, in the raw, in spirit and flesh, from heaven and earth. O spirit high above, rest in peace. Alicia Ali, January 27, 2018, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia.